Welcome to Talking Shop, the podcast all about Adobe Photoshop. Brought to you by learningphotoshop.cc. Here's your host, Dave Cross. Welcome to episode six of Talking Shop, the podcast all about Photoshop. I'm Dave Cross. In this episode, I'll be talking about some of the controversial things that have happened with Adobe in the last couple of weeks. There have been a couple of pieces of news that have hit the airwaves, the internet airwaves and and blogs and things like that in the last couple of weeks that have turned into kind of a big deal, caused some controversy. I'm going to discuss those two separately. But before I do, I want to give my little disclaimer that although I make a good portion of my living teaching Photoshop and related Adobe products, I am not in any way affiliated with them or nor do I have to live by their rules. In fact, many people know that I'm the first person to call them out when they bring out something that's not the greatest or doesn't work the way that it should or something like that. So I'm going to give you my opinion about a couple of things that took place. The first of which was an article that came out on Petapixel's website a couple of weeks ago. And the headline said, Adobe's $10 photography plan gone from site. Cheapest is $20 a month. And then in the article itself, it said, if you subscribe to Adobe Creative Cloud for Photoshop and Lightroom via the $10 per month photography plan, there may be some pain coming to your wallet. Many customers no longer see the $10 a month plan on Adobe's site. The cheapest plan is listed at $20 a month. Now that caused quite an uproar. And I'll tell you one of the reasons I think it did is because a lot of people didn't read the article. One of the things that's one of my pet peeves in the world of social media is when you're on something like Facebook and you see someone sharing an article and gives you that kind of summary where it gives you the headline and maybe one or two lines and then people comment and you can pretty much tell they didn't read the article, they are reacting to that summary. And I think that's, besides the fact, I think that's just a problem with society in general is that people don't take the time to research and delve into things. That was part of the problem in this case, that people, I I believe that the headline, I don't want to say that it was deliberately misleading, but it certainly could be interpreted different ways. And when you read the article, it did actually say that the $10 plan is still available, it just wasn't visible, and that Adobe had sent uh, some feedback, a comment to tell them that they were testing some different plans. And that was the result. That's why some customers saw this different price where others didn't. But the thing was that a lot of people were reacting and like expressing their outrage that the price was doubled. And here's the worst part is I went and looked and I in a quick search, I searched for Adobe doubles price and I found at least 10 or 11 websites that their headline actually said, Adobe doubles their price. And then they quoted Petapixel saying, according to Petapixel, so they were interpreting that article and making it sound even worse. So then it became this kind of thing where people were seeing that. And again, when you see a headline like that, you don't have to read an article to be like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. And people were getting very outraged. One of the things that I 
thought was curious as I was reading the comments. So let me take a step back. When I read it, the first thing I did was dig around and see what I could find out. So I said, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem like something Adobe would do is just double the price without any warning. And I couldn't find any record of it. Then I got an email from one of my contacts at Adobe that provided a little Q&A that described what was happening and this was testing and that the photography plan was still available. And here's a link to it if anyone wants to purchase it. And the key thing in this whole thing was nowhere did it say that existing users are going to see their price go up. But that part I quoted from the Petapixel article implied that maybe it might. Well, that was never something that, as far as I could see, that was suggested. But some of the people that seemed to be most outraged were existing customers, assuming that that meant their price was going to double. So the bottom line is, The price hasn't doubled. There's no plan that I can see to currently say, yes, the price is going to go up. Now, one thing we have to remember about Adobe is since they're a publicly traded company, they will never publicly comment and say, for example, I guarantee you this price will stay the same because they can't say that because if it then did go up, uh, I gather there would be issues as far as, I don't know, the SEC or the stock people or whoever takes care of that kind of stuff. So they have to be very careful about commenting on future developments. That's always been the case. They've never said, you know, the next version of Photoshop will come out on this date or we'll be definitely releasing this version because just in case something goes wrong, they they can't do that. Now, privately, I've heard people say, I don't know, I don't think there's any plan to increase the price. And My opinion is after the outrage that happened with even the thought of it potentially going up, that at this point, Adobe would be crazy to increase the price for existing users. Now, I wouldn't be at all surprised if at some point we see a pricing plan for people who are new and have never had the photography plan that, I don't know, might be some price like 14 or $15, I don't know. But the thought of Adobe just deciding, let's arbitrarily double the price. I mean, I'd like to think the folks at Adobe are smart enough to realize that wouldn't be a good idea, even before all this outrage. But after all the comments that people were ready to to dump Adobe, that to me would definitely be an indication that, yeah, we probably shouldn't increase the price at all. And if we did give people fair warning and don't just suddenly one day announce that, oh, guess what? The price is now double. Now, just one thing I should mention, if you weren't aware that the price that people were seeing was the same photography plan for $9.99 with increased cloud storage. So that's where the price came from for that higher package was with more cloud storage. Personally, I don't use cloud storage. I may start to use it at some point as a backup to my backups, but I can see for some people that would be worth it if they do use cloud stores and they want to take full advantage of it. Now, one of the things that became evident in the comments that I was seeing was that there are many people who are just not big fans of the subscription model, the pay every month for your software. And I get that. I get that that for some people, they don't like the idea of paying something, some dollar amount every month basically forever or for as long as they want to use their software. And I I get for some people that is not a business model that they're big fans of. But some of the comments in these articles I found were a little bit surprising. For example, people often were using the term greedy, like Adobe. Why is Adobe so greedy? Well, they're not a not-for-profit organization. They are a business that has shareholders and they want them to make money. So like any business, if they have embraced a business model, which in this case is the subscription software, then 
they're going to keep doing that because it's profitable for them. So how that is greedy, how that's any more greedy than the fact that the price of milk goes up every so often or the gas price goes up. I mean, that's unfortunately just life. The other comment that I read that I thought was really quite interesting was notice a couple of people talking about something like, how could Adobe do that to me? I'm a loyal customer of theirs. And then they went on to say that they're using, they've been using CS4 for quite a while. Well, CS4 came out 11 years ago. So is that really a loyal customer where the last money they actually paid to Adobe was 11 years ago? I mean, maybe. The fact that they're still using the software to me doesn't make them a loyal customer, just means they're a ongoing user of the product. So the bottom line for this so-called controversy was that Adobe chose to test out some pricing options and a website got hold of it and turned into a story that became a big thing that was shared in perhaps some misleading ways or ways that didn't tell the full story. Because uh, let's face it, the websites like Petapixel, their main goal is to get people to go and visit their site so that they can show their sponsors, look at all these clicks. So they're going to write headlines that's attention grabbing. As an example, after this was shown that there really wasn't a price increase, Petapixel didn't publish an article called, it's okay, the $10 price is still there because that wouldn't be anywhere near as compelling as one that has a bit of controversy to it. So was it the best choice for Adobe to do this testing the way they did and cause all this uproar? Of course, probably not, but that's what companies do. They're always testing new things out, but we shouldn't jump to conclusions, nor should we make any conclusions without reading an entire article and doing a little bit more research. Remember, these are not trusted news sources out there. These are companies that just like Adobe is trying to make money. So are they. So they're going to put stories out there with the goal of getting as many eyes on them as they possibly can. But again, the good news is, at least for now, there's no increase on the photography plan for existing users. And hopefully it stays that way for quite a while. Now, as you see, the other bit of news, which was the articles that said Adobe is warning people that they could get sued if they keep using older versions of Photoshop. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, it's time for the tip of the week. This week's tip is about other smart filters. As you know, there are some great benefits to using smart filters, not the least of which is the ability to continue to edit the settings. What's not obvious is that there are some other commands that aren't found on the filter menu that become smart filters when applied to a smart object, such as puppet warp, free transform, shadow highlights, and warp. When you apply these to a smart object, all of these functions can continue to be edited. One thing to be aware of is that some of these functions don't actually show up in the layers menu under the smart filter, but if you return to the functions such as free transform, you can continue to edit it even after you've hit enter, which is a huge added bonus. With short tutorials, in-depth multi-lesson courses, and live Q&A sessions, learningphotoshop.cc provides the Photoshop training you need to succeed. The other more recent event that caused a bit more controversy and concern was the story that Adobe was letting people know that they, if they continue to use older versions of the software, they were at risk of being sued by third parties. Now, I first heard about this. Uh, one of my members shared the email they'd received that said from Adobe, we have recently discontinued certain older versions of Creative Cloud applications. And as a result, under the terms of our agreement, you are no longer licensed to use 
use them. Our records show that you may be using the following versions, then it listed the software he had, which in this case was Lightroom, uh, an older version of Lightroom and an older version of Photoshop. Still Creative Cloud, by the way. And then the next phrase was the part that caused the big concern. Please be aware that should you continue to use the discontinued versions, you may be at risk of potential claims of infringement by third parties. And then encourage them to upgrade to the latest version of Photoshop. Well, once again, the so-called news sources made it sound, first of all, some of them made it sound like Adobe was going to sue you, which was not the case. So basically what happened was, first of all, Adobe announced they were going to only make the last two versions of the Creative Cloud applications available through Creative Cloud. In the past, you could go quite a bit further back to get them. So as I looked around to try and find what the source of this issue was, it seems though some years ago, Adobe licensed some technology from Dolby that was used in the days where they used to sell their software on a disc. So it was pretty easy from a royalty standpoint to track sales. Now, by the way, I'm, this is all information that I was getting from several different websites that apparently did some digging through the actual lawsuit information. I don't know that it's been confirmed that it was Dolby, but that's the theory that's out there. The point is that, that it's based on some previous technology that was uh, licensed from a third party. So that's why the, the comment that you could be infringing a third party is why well, that's where that comes from. So according to the lawsuit, what started happening was once Adobe went to Creative Cloud, then Dolby felt like perhaps they weren't getting their fair share because instead of being able to say, well, per disk, now a Creative Cloud customer may or may not use the app. So let's say someone subscribed to the all app subscription, which meant they had access to everything. Well, Adobe's technology might be in Photoshop and Premiere and something else. So tracking who was actually using it became an issue. So it appears though, in the most recent versions, that's no longer the case because they're not using this technology. So that's really what this comes down to is that it's from a previous and older licensing agreement that there's still some debate. I guess it's still in litigation right at the moment, which is another reason why Adobe won't actually comment on that portion of it. But needless to say, some people, again, reacted and was like, well, what, what does this mean? You know, how, how do I avoid that? Now, the easy answer, which I realize not everyone is able to do, and we'll talk about that in a second, is if you just continue to use the most recent version, then you have no worries. But there are people out there that have an older piece of equipment, an older computer that can only run certain operating systems and those certain operating systems can only run certain versions of the software which might include these older versions and that of course does present a challenge because again it's, it's easy to say just upgrade to the latest versions but for some people that's not easy to do so there really is no easy answer unfortunately and needless to say I'm I'm not a lawyer I don't know anything about the legalities so according to what Adobe is saying you should stop using the version of your software that in question. And I would suggest that at least for now, that's probably the best plan. If you can't upgrade because of hardware restrictions or operating system restrictions, then it probably is best, at least in theory, to stop using that software. Now, here's the non-lawyer in me, and please do not take this as any kind of advice that like I know anything about this. But when I first read that, I'm like, how would a company like that know whether someone was using an older version? And perhaps part of the lawsuit is that they're trying to get the names of usernames or something from Adobe. I don't know. So anyway, the bottom line is to be safe. You may want to 
look at the version you're using and see if it's possible for you to stop using that version and upgrade, even if it does mean the pain and suffering of having to also upgrade your operating system and get to the point where you can run that latest version of software. This is still kind of a breaking story, so there's still probably some more news to come on this, but hopefully that gives you a bit of an idea of some of the things that have been happening in the world of Adobe. I would also end this by saying, as I mentioned earlier, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people don't read an article that's shared on something like Facebook and then comment about it when they don't really know what the article is about. It would be my hope that these photography blogs start to create more of a balanced approach with their news stories so they don't create the kind of uproar that happened with the first story when everyone suddenly jumped and thought, oh no, the price is doubling, when in fact that was not at all what was happening. Well, thanks for listening to me talk on about some of the interesting things that have been happening in the world of Adobe. As always, I'll be doing this every week. Please check back next week for the next episode of Talking Shop. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and tell your Photoshop using friends. Find us at TalkingShop.show. This podcast is not authorized, endorsed, or sponsored by Adobe, publisher of Photoshop.